In Bowden's town churchyard There lies a green grave Well folks, Jerry Adams and Shaw Rish Just testing my vocal cords And this particular podcast is by way of an invite For you to join us online at 8pm next Sunday for Mary Lou MacDonald's Bodenstown speech. And because of the restrictions arising from the pandemic, we won't meet as usual at Bodenstown, but Mary Lou's address will be broadcast on the Sinn Féin Facebook, on Twitter and on the YouTube page. And that is facebook.com forward slash Sinn Féin or twitter.com forward slash Sinn Féin Ireland or youtube.com forward slash Sinn Féin Ireland. So what's, what's Bodenstown about? Well, traditionally it falls on the third Sunday of June when Republicans gather from across the island of Ireland at the graveside of Wolftone in Bodenstown, County Kildare. And these annual commemorations have been taking place for almost 150 years. It has indeed been a long struggle. Tone was born on the 20th of June 1763. He was one of the leaders of the 1798 rebellion. Like many people in Ireland at that time, including many Irish Presbyterians, He was hugely influenced by the two great events of the last half of the 18th century, the American War of Independence and the French Revolution. And people here on this island embraced the principles of the revolution, the principles of liberty, equality and fraternity. And they are as relevant today as they were two centuries ago. And Tone's Central thesis, his cornerstone conviction, remains that today for the Irish Republican philosophy. He wrote, To break the connection with England, the never-failing source of all our political evils, and to assert the independence of my country, these were my objects. To unite the whole people of Ireland, to abolish the memory of all past dissensions, and to substitute the common name of Irish man, we would add Irish woman, in place of the denominations of Protestant, Catholic and dissenter, these were my means. Now my own first trip to Bodenstown was as a teenager in the mid-1960s, and apart from the times I've been in prison, I've been at Bodenstown, I think, almost every year since then. And apart from Eden Tubber up in the Louth border and Easter commemorations, Bodenstown was one of the big events for Irish Republicans. And these were political rallies, political excursions, but with a big social content. And when Republicans got little media coverage, and at times, by the way, Bodenstown was banned by successive Dublin governments, the Bodenstown speech was regarded especially as important. It was a time when 
The Republican leadership of the day set out its position on the big issues of the day. And, you know, this was when censorship was rife, when public events like that and news sheets and pamphlets were the main means of political discourse before Twitter, before social media, before Facebook and all the other modern means of communication. Bodenstown remains a national event. It's when Republicans and some of them only meet at Bodenstown every year when they get to walk, usually but not always, on a sunny summery day from the picturesque little village of Salins out to Bodenstown graveyard to meet up with old friends and comrades. Mary Lou MacDonald, who will be speaking on Sunday, has previously spoken on three occasions. And, you know, all of our leaders at some time or other have spoken at least once and there have been memorable speeches made there over the decades. And, you know, someday somebody will analyse and weigh up the import of what was said each year at Bodenstown and perhaps get some measure of the development of the Republican struggle in part through this. So this Sunday, Mary Lou will have a lot to talk about. Her speech comes at another decisive moment, as well as the unparalleled economic and health consequences of the pandemic. There is the threat posed by Brexit. The British government is once again rushing Lambing Lake towards the cliff edge and is intent in pulling the island of Ireland over the cliff with it. And of course, the big story this week was the, the formal ending of the sham fight between Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Now, back at the time of the treaty, there may have been real issues, although it would be hard in today's language to figure out what they may have been. I mean, the treaty split was essentially a split between the IRA. But I think what embittered and what has infected the relationship between those two parties which grew out of that, Common the Gael and later Fine Gael, and Fianna Fáil was the awfulness of the civil war, the the awfulness of what occurred. But in in more modern times, the differences on social and economic issues, and arguably these are two conservative parties, the differences have have faded. There aren't any real differences. And one of the things that strikes me is that what they did this week was just formally acknowledge what they've been doing for years. That is supporting each other, holding on to the power that they have. And for example, in the last term, they ran a partnership government. So now they've moved in together and they're coalescing. And this is a consequence of the growth of Sinn Féin. This is a consequence of people taking a stand, there, there is an ongoing, it's gradual, it's slow, but it's ongoing, the change in Irish politics, the realignment of Irish politics. You know, you, you'll remember what uh, Leo Varadkar said, putting Michal Martin and Fianna Fáil back in charge of our economy would be like asking John Delaney to take over the FAI again. Or Michal Martin, for his point saying 
People want change. They want Finnegill out of office. Finnegill need to come out of office. They've been there too long. So there you go. That's the type of things that people say during elections. So it's it's very narrow political self-interest that has forced uh, these folks together. And the Greens, once again, have done it in the past. The Greens, once again, are tagging along and supporting these Conservative forces and ignoring the public clamour for change. They all know, they've all acknowledged that there's a clamour for change. But this government is about preventing the change, diluting the change, delaying the change. But as Mary Lou has said, they can't prevent the change. They can't stop the change. You know, the the programme for government, text box, text box, it's hard to say that. You know, it's it's useless. It's, it repeats just more of the same. And it's full of reviews, commissions, examinations, working groups, aspirational claims. It's waffle to a large extent. And nowhere is that more evident than its commentary on the Good Friday Agreement and, you know, pious uh, rhetoric about implementing the Good Friday Agreement. But we've heard all of that before. They don't even bring themselves to mention a united Ireland or Irish unity. And what we have is a, a commitment to a unit within the Department of a Taoiseach where the possibility of a shared island may be examined. You know, the fact is, no Irish government can ignore the constitutional and political imperative of unity, or indeed the mechanism provided by the Good Friday Agreement. If Sinn Féin was in power, we would make this the national priority that it is. And that's why Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil exclude us and exclude, more importantly, those who vote for us, almost a half a million people. So, as I've said, they may be able to delay progress towards unity. They may be able to delay the progress of change that is underway, but they cannot stop it. And we will see unity. It's now a doable project if we do the right things, work together, keep our cohesion and continue to build political strength. So, as I said at the beginning, on Sunday at 8pm, join Mary Lou MacDonald and listen to her Bodenstown speech on Sinn Féin Facebook, on Twitter and on our Sinn Féin YouTube page. Sinn Carja, have a good Bodenstown Sunday. And for those of you lucky enough to be fathers, have a good Father's Day also. Goramagov Slan.